Uh, you may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for pouring your heart out and yielding your vessel. All right. That's, uh, I, I want to open up with just a reminder of the mirror, right? We're looking in the mirror, right? Uh, and we talked about something in our helps meeting that I think is very important. We talked about mindfulness. Um, and so when you look in that mirror, so I want you to, to look in that mirror and see what you're not mindful of. Uh, for some of you, it might be you're not mindful that you should have been at the helps meeting. So, so we slip that in there. But, but, but from this angle, that was sarcastic, wasn't it? Yeah. Would you say it was on point? Yeah. It was on point? So the people at the meeting said it was on point. The person that wasn't at the meeting said it was on point. Some people had issues? Okay, because you weren't there either. All right, so uh, I know you had to go to the store. All right, so, so, so when you look in this mirror, we're thinking about being mindful, but I also want us to think about this. When you look in that mirror, how much of what you see you've been seeing for years? We're not talking about moments. We're not talking about every once in a while. What are you looking at that you've been seeing for years? Now, that's a dangerous thing. Like when you're looking at something, that needs to change. And you've been wearing it for years. And so when you're mindful, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just, I'm just use this as an example. Because everything that I communicate, I've had to go through. And I remember I was, I was young. I don't, I don't know how old I was, but I think I was in high school. And, and so in the, the house in, in North New Jersey, uh, I spent a lot of time in the mirror. Mostly talking to the mirror things that I had a heart to say to the people that was raising me. You know, because I, I was with the foster parents, so I'm, you know, this is before I met my dad, but even when I met my father, they just didn't have no long mirror. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a talk back kid, you know. Now, when I got older, I think I reached the limit, so I did start asking extra questions that probably would could have been twisted as, wait, boy, you talking about? But, but, but when I was younger, most of my entire life, I would just hear what people had to say, go in the bathroom, go in the mirror, and have a conversation with the mirror. Well, well, they didn't do that. Well, you didn't say that to them. Well, that wasn't fair. You broke up the fight. Two people would beat me up. You come out, and you grab me, scratch me all up in the face. So now it's three on one. But that conversation was in the mirror. Like, I wasn't saying that to nobody, right? The other thing that happened in this mirror that I spent most of my time talking to is I had to start paying attention to what I was seeing in the mirror. See, I was just showing up to the mirror to talk to somebody about what I was going through. So whoever that dude was, I didn't pay that guy no mind. But then I started looking. And so this one day I'm in the mirror, and I, when I turned to look, I was sideways. And I was like, I'm in high school now, for real. I was like, that, that's a weird shape for that guy. You know, like, I, I just never paid it no mind, right? So once I saw that, I said, oh, we got to start d doing some sit-ups or something. Like, we can't, we can't roll like that. And every time I look in that mirror and I, don't see, I see something I don't like, I challenge myself to change it. I can't look at stuff for you. I don't have a toleration of looking at things that I know God's not pleased with and I'm definitely not pleased with for years. But some of us have gotten used to looking at what God doesn't like. 
You see that? You see that? You see what happened there? <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, I said, all right. So, you know, we've just been starting out, you know, this year with just with Panthers and the Mirror. Remember, what was the teaching when I brought the mirror? What was that? Was that a rendezvous with yourself? No, I actually had a mirror. I had a, I had a tall mirror. It might have been a rendezvous with yourself. I'm not sure. Which is actually the book that's coming out here real soon. Yeah. Yeah, it should be this month. But I'm kind of leaning on the, the 4th of March um, because that's my mom that passed away's birthday. So I was kind of thinking about that. Yeah, so just kind of in honor of her. Um, so this hit me today, actually. I, I wasn't thinking about that up to the day. I was just trying to get it done. Um, but most of the editing done, just editing the forward and some other things and be good to go. Rendezvous with yourself. But, but, but we did have a mirror that we was looking at. And so, so I just wanted, the Lord just kind of says, like, I'm, I don't even, I don't even have that in my notes. But every time I come up here, God's been reminding me of the mirror. Like, I didn't go, I haven't said, you know, I tell y'all, some people to send me texts. I haven't sent the text to myself. I haven't put it in my notes to remind me. I haven't spent the whole day, the whole morning, don't forget the mirror, don't forget the mirror, don't forget the mirror. I ain't thinking about a mirror when I come in this church. And then God keeps reminding me, oh, don't forget to remind about the mirror. And we talked about mindfulness and helps meeting amongst some other wonderful things that James, uh, Minister James was sharing with us uh, just about uh, the things we can control and the things that we can't. And also we talked about the details of, of, of getting some things done. So uh, with that in mind, let's get into what we're talking about today. So uh, if we can start with the first our vision for this year is living in manifestation, but the first slide we've gone over, and that's um, God was telling us about uh, how he's going to maximize our moments. Actually, we're going to be discussing that in detail with God's masterpiece on Wednesday. You might want to be here for that. But maximizing moments, uh, new momentum this year, tremendous momentum for the heirs family, growing in God's desires, elevation of fresh start, manifestation within manifestation. Why are you going too fast? Well, We've already went over that. Let's go to the next slide. Next slide was unexpected invitations, new platforms, our names being made great throughout the earth, things happening quickly and apprehending that which is apprehending us. Uh, we already talked about that, so we go to the next one. And then last week we got into, um, uh, uh, as it relates to marriage, but marriage with the, the, the father for those that are not in the covenant and those in the covenant, how God's going to manifest Manifest why we were brought together in that agreement or that union. God manifesting what he put in the atmosphere, flowing strong in the gifts of the spirit, greater revelation and demonstration of power, right? We talked about that last week. Uh, we're not going to do the next slide because uh, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about manifestation, right? Because we're talking about living in manifestation, but let's, let's talk a little bit about manifestation. Let's go to Mark 16. We're going to talk about a little bit about manifestation and and. God has been breathing on the vision. He's been breathing on the messages. Uh, and if, if you hadn't had time, not just because I'm the vessel that God used to teach him, go back and listen to some things. Even if you were here, go back and, 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 and get some of the nuggets you've missed. Of course, if you haven't been here, it would be good to go back and check the messages, you know, because uh, see what you missed. Now, when we get into God's masterpiece, we're going to see the value of moments, because, guys, there's attention to detail and how sometimes we've 
The reason why we're in situations now because we missed some moments because we haven't appropriately been a good steward over our days. But we'll talk about that, okay? We'll talk about that Wednesday, right? God's masterpiece, okay? All right. And actually, was it Wednesday? It was Wednesday, right? It was, uh, Wednesday. was we here late Wednesday? Yeah. So what time we leave? Now, I just want to let y'all know for the record, uh, service is 7 to 8. After 8, we open up and give people an opportunity to ask questions or comment, right? People that are in the house and people that are watching online because they can, they can either chat it or through our conference line, they can speak, right? That's how our, our Wednesday service goes, our 915 goes that way. Uh, our Bible school goes that way, which is not video. You have to be there. It's a discipline there. Um, our Bible study fellowships are that way. It's, it's an exchange. Our fast weeks go that way, right? This, this service, every once in a while, I ask people questions. But Wednesday, service starts at 7, finishes at 8. For the most part, a little, little past 8 because of the praise and worship. So we'll say 8.15. No, no, 8.15. So why are people like... All right, so I'm going to be nice. But... But 8.15 generally is when the word is over with, all right? But then we'll ask questions, uh, give people opportunity for questions and comments, and it go a little over. Well, we went to 10.30. It was not my fault. I was done. I finished my job. Within, I, I lot, I'm allotted uh, an hour, but I timed myself for 50 minutes. Just in case the Holy Spirit is moving, then if I go over, I still slide within that hour. If the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is really moving, we'll go beyond that. But that's rare because I, I play off of zeros. When I see zeros, even though it's only 50 minutes, I know, hey, we need to wind this thing down, buddy. Right? Just order, right? So I, I, I was done. I did everything I did within the time that I was allotted. Oh, we was in here. People forgot what time it was. I could tell. I was like. Some people, because they because of their schedules and their work schedule, they leave early. They ain't leave early. But I know why. Because up here you can see the whole picture. You can see the glory cloud over every comment and question. See, you can't see that if you are viewing and you were supposed to be here. You may pick it up if you couldn't be here and you saw the video later, but. There's things that happen in the house. I'll share this with you. Uh, a friend of mine used to always tell me that. He's like, man, you need to come to the building. Right? And I was like, yeah, cool. You know, you know my schedule, this, that, and the other. He's like, man, there's stuff you can't get. We used to do tapes back then. I'm older, okay? I don't, some of y'all don't even know. Tapes. What kind of tape? Scotch tape? You know, masking tape? You know, cellophane? What kind of tape? You know, but, but things were on tapes, these little cassettes, Right? You know, some of y'all was like, man, let me go back and look, you know, back, you know, back, you know, um, in history, you know, you know, when they had the cavemen and the tapes, right? Right, so I, the person used to say, it's not on the tape. You won't get, it won't, it, the tape ain't going to justify what took place in the building. I was like, okay, okay, cool. So one day I'm at service and he wasn't. And I was uh, what they call an armor bearer, serving the, the man of God, making sure he's freed up where he pours out everything to you and he's not dealing with the little stuff, right? And so, so I'm sitting in there. And so I, was in, I was in the back waiting on him. He was running late. But the builder felt like it was moving. 
Because I said, what's going on in there? So I, said, so, so, I, so I took a peek inside, and the whole, the place looked like it was a fog. And so I was like, I wish he hurry. I mean, I know I'm serving, but I was like, I wish he hurry up so I could, you know, see what's going on in there. Man, when I went in that place, the whole atmosphere was shaking. And I stood up there, and I said to myself, man, this is my friend Trevor. I said, man, wish Trevor was here. I said, the tape ain't going to do him justice. Soon as I said that, I said, oh, my God, that's what he's been trying to tell me. From that day forward, the only time I was not at a service is when I couldn't be there because I didn't want to miss nothing, right? Think about it. The woman touched the hem of Jesus' garment, not via satellite, right? I wasn't being sarcastic. I, was, I mean, that's a, that's a true statement, right? Right? Did, did I make that up? She was in proximity, right? Does that make sense? You know, people had to get in the pool, right? Remember the pool of Bethesda? Right? And they could be healed, right? Okay, right? It was all a setup. He's off track. No, stay, stay with me. It's all going to make sense. All right, so let's go to Matthew. You had enough time to get to Matthew 16. Did I tell you the verse? Yeah, it's Mark. Mark 16, my apologies. Uh, we also have at the church a Bible study fellowship. It's from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., right in the morning. Uh, um, Sister Karen and Sister Trina facilitate it, but they have a rotation of people. No, they, they oversee it, but they have a, there's a rotation of people that facilitate it. Uh, and so this week we went through Mark 16. So we'll go through... A chapter in the Old Testament, and if, if there's time, maybe a chapter in the New Testament. Just walking through it and people sharing what they're getting from it, what they're realizing. It's a good opportunity for questions, you know, but it's, it's just walking through the Bible, right? Uh, it's a great time, and that's also too. That's six to eight, but there's times when we're on the call to ten, you know. Uh, but, you know, people that have to go to work go to work, but some people, you know, they either work different shifts or, or they're, on, they're working, they're on their computer. All right, so we read through Mark 16, so I wanted to uh, highlight something that really stood out here. So Mark 16, and we'll lock in here. Well, I'm going to start at verse 9, but we're going to focus on verse 14. It says, now when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week. So, so the reason why we worship God, Again, we, we're not honoring the Sabbath to show up at church on Sunday. That's, that's not why we show up on church. It's not, our focus is not the Sabbath. We're honoring this right here. This is when Jesus got up, right? And it says, and when he was risen early, the first day of the week, right? Sunday. It says, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils, right? And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. Because they wept because Jesus was crucified, right? Um, and it says, and they, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. So what she told them is what Jesus said was going to happen. So sometimes God says it was going to happen, we don't believe. It happens, we hear about it, and we still don't believe. Right? Right? 
Uh, so it says, after that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. So he didn't look like himself because he's cloaked in glory, right? It says, and they went and, 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 they went and told it unto uh, the residue. Neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven that was his disciples, as they sat at me and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, right? Because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. So now he's, he's breaking them. We talked about this earlier this week. He's breaking them down. He's like, how are you guys sad when what I told you that was going to manifest, has manifested. You didn't believe me? And so, so, so I was listening to, uh, I believe Colina was singing, do it, right? Right? <laughs> do it. Right? I like the song, right? But, but she got to a point where she ended the song, right? Pastor Mel sang it last week, right? But it seemed like the song was ended. But then you go up. It ain't over, right? I believe all this was taking place reminding them it ain't over. Just because it looks like what I told you is not going to happen. Just because it looks like the catalyst for what I told you have been taken away. It ain't over. There's still some things I want to manifest. See, so, so, so if you look at the process... Jesus showed up, signs, wonders, and miracles, uh, speaking things people had never heard, walking on water, healing 5,000, healing 7,000 men, right? You know, spitting in clay, you know, just doing all that. I mean, Jesus is just doing all that. Hey, tell, speaking to people, get up and walk. Jesus is doing all this stuff. The whole time saying this ain't nothing uh, based on what's going to manifest. The whole time. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is, this, this is casual. This is normal what I'm doing. But what's about to manifest? What's going to take place after my death and burial is really going to be what time it is. Now, he goes through all that, and then they see him getting beat, getting whipped, taken to a cross and nailed on a cross, and probably thinking, Okay, okay. Like, something about to happen. Like, he gonna flip off the cross, jump off the cross, but they ain't gonna kill him. I seen him walk on water. I seen him heal folk. I seen him raise Lazarus from the dead. So this dude is not gonna be on this cross. That, yeah, all right, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. They were just probably doing, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. He about to come off that cross, but he didn't come off. He, he, he not only died, but they buried him. So now how they looking? You, you ever watch a movie? I was telling my wife, I was watching, uh, I'm late on, because of my schedule, I'm late. I'm like years late on uh, some of these series. Like, I started watching 24 probably six, seven years after it came out, you know. Thought I was doing something, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and when it was out, I hear people talking about it. I was like, man, I ain't got time for that. Well, I've been watching Yellowstone. I, had, I didn't watch that when it first came out. 
you know, so I just started watching that. Well, it ended. And I'm like, it ain't over. Is it over? Like, it's done? Like, I'm looking, I'm like, how do we get back to season one? Like, we're, like well, there, there, was, there, was, there was situations that happened in the movie where people died. I was like, wait a minute, they killed him? Just like, like, he gone, gone. But in my mind, I was like, nah, nah, you know what? He, he, it's going to be, they ain't really, he wounded him. No, 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 he was dead. He was gone. I'm saying that, like, this is how they're processing things. But, but, but what, Christ is, what Christ was setting them up for was manifestation. And so God be telling us stuff, and he told us what's going to happen this year. And sometimes we're going to get into situations where we, because it seems catastrophic, we're going to think it's over. Some of us think it's over now. But it ain't over. God is setting us up for manifestation. See, when you, when you, you come into the kingdom, you start operating in the kingdom, you start harmonizing the kingdom, start harmonizing what God says, you look at death different. Did I say that? Death? Did I say death? Because I have a tendency of saying death. Which one did I say? Death. death. I said death? Okay, good. Right. So you look at death different. Right? You process things a little different. Now, again, that's not, that's not, that's not a, that doesn't mean you don't mourn, but you look at things different. You look at things from the lenses of it ain't over. All right, stay with me, stay with me, all right, stay with me. Stay with me. All right, all right. From this day forward, like any level of, whether it's, it's finality, death, catastrophe, isn't the end. Right? It's, it's, there, 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 there's something about to be resurrected in your life. Amen. So you see, when I see this buried, something is about to resurrect in your life. So God needs us to stay hanging there. Right? Feel the impact. The disciples felt the impact. Feel the impact but expect beyond it, okay? You got me so far? Expect beyond it. You know, um, we were talking about this the other week when we were talking about how they were, you know, here, they were waiting all this time to be delivered. They cried out to God and they got delivered. And then they're, they're about to get, they're going towards the sea. They're going towards drowning, right? They're about to be drowned, right? And they have an army coming out of, out of them, right? And so they they... They, they're being chased by soldiers, right, to the sea, and they're about to be overwhelmed. But they had to, as, as they were singing in the song, they had to keep moving forward, believing that the impossible could happen. They had to move forward into what could overwhelm them and drown them and trust that things would open up for them, right? This is the thing. The answers to what's going on in our life are always forward. See, I heard them talking about, uh, it was Pastor Mel. Pastor Mel was talking about right before she read the song, she was like, you know, keep moving forward, right? Like, don't, 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 don't allow what has happened to paralyze you and arrest you in that place, right? Right, but, but, but to move forward. Now, we know the scripture says, forget the things that are behind us and press toward the mark, right? We know that, but we have to keep, see, again, we're not moving forward because it's comfortable. We're not moving forward because we're, we're, we're not hurt. 
We're not new moving forward because it has an impact us. We're moving forward because that's where our healing is. That's where our power is. And that's where we'll see what God wants to resurrect in our life. Okay? So, so I'm not making up. Just stay with me here, right? So, so I remember when we talked about this the other day. Like, this is, what, what was so difficult for the children of Israel? What was so difficult is they were dealing with the possibility of being captured from behind or captured from what's in front of them. And the whole time, Moses is saying in Exodus, I think y'all read that scripture, right? Exodus uh, is it 14, 13, 14? I think it's 14, right? Fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, right? Now, somebody's telling you to fear not, stand still, and see, and you have stuff coming at you trying to capture you. So, so, so he's basically telling you, allow yourself to be captured, Right? Allow yourself to be crucified. Allow yourself to get played. Right? I'm talking about when you can't do nothing. When you've done all you can do to stand, just, just remember we talked about it, let it work. Right? Like trust God. Allow yourself. See, see so we, remember we talked about the cocoon experience last week. You know, the whole cocoon is that, that caterpillar who's never been a butterfly is allowing themselves to be captured in a cocoon. Because the cocoon is the process that the, that that caterpillar has to go to what to become a butterfly, and you can't relieve it. You can't break it free. It has to allow itself to be captured. So we're in certain situations where we have to allow ourselves to be captured. Stay with me. Stay with me. Okay, right? Because because the, the see the capture is setting us up for manifestation. Listen, listen. We, we say this at the church all the time, right? God loves us, and his plan is always better than ours, right? Say, say, God loves us, God loves us. and his plan is always better than ours. Does that mean going through it won't be uncomfortable? Does it mean going through it won't hurt, right? All right, all right, stay with me. So we're talking about allowing ourselves to be captured and be in a cocoon. Like, like think about um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel. They got captured. It was prophesied, oh, y'all done lost y'all mind. The Babylon's just going to come and take y'all, right? But they got captured but rose to the top. Capturing them is what promoted them. Daniel becomes the president, Shadrach, and Meshach. See, they were normal with their people, but around um, the king that captured them, they were phenomenal. They never seen nothing like them. Oh, Joseph got captured. Joseph, Joseph got captured and was a slave. He would have never became prime minister over everything if he didn't get captured. He, he got double captured. <laughs> he got captured, was a slave, and then he got played. He, he got played and ended up in prison and ended up rising to the top. Allow himself to be captured and never question God. Even when he, he, he could have had sex with the guy's wife, he's like, man, I, I can't sin against God. He's a slave and was a king's kid. Some of us in that position was like, well, I'm, I'm going to get mine. I shouldn't be a slave anyway. They played me. I'm getting mine. You going to give it to me? I'm taking it. 
No, he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to lose my mindfulness of God. We just talked about mindfulness earlier today, right? No matter what. So he allowed himself to be captured. See, this is the thing. Manifestation, what we talk about living in manifestation, is bringing the unseen into the scene. But it's bringing the unseen into the scene in and through our lives. Now, this is the thing, like, bringing the unseen into the scene, that means if it's unseen, we haven't what? Seen it, right? It's not, it's not complicated. It wasn't a trick question, right? Most of the things that we're believing for, we haven't what? Now, how many times has certain things happened in your life that, that, that you kind of looked at it as too good to be true? Any, any, any too good to be true folk? Now, why was it too good to be true? Because you see it. It's manifested. In some cases, you were told it was going to manifest. But why is it too good to be true? Something is going on in here. It's what? Beyond. Beyond. Exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think, beyond what you expect. But sometimes you're so used to things going wrong. You wasn't believing it was going to happen. God showed me something this morning. He says, I'm about to overtake you. But I don't think God was talking to me by myself. I think what's about to happen is going to overtake you because if it waits on you, it won't happen. Because you'll stay in the safe zone. One of the things, uh, uh, he's, he's not here right now, but uh, Minister James in, in the health meeting put up a diagram and he had, it was, it was, a, it was, it was a square and it, had, it was a white square with a red circle. The red circle on the inside was things that you can control. On the outside, uh, uh, the white circle was things you can't control. And you just talk about things you control, you know, choices, actions, your Bible reading, your worship, you know, uh, your, your prayer time. But how about this? Your, uh, you know, I was thinking that. That's exactly the one I was thinking. Time management. You can control that. But he said that he had it on the outside. You can't control God's time. You can't control God's plan. You can't control God's abundance. Look, 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 hold, listen. You can't, abundance is not designed to be controlled. So a lot of us haven't experienced abundance because if we're anywhere near it, if we don't see that we can control it, we run from it. Or we blow it up. Because we only want what we can control. Some of us are not in a relationship because we only want a relationship we can control. Now, I'm keeping it real. Like, we, what we did was we figured out a way to establish what we're comfortable at, and now we look through the relationships through the lenses of, uh, this is how I roll. You, you want to be a part of this. I'm not changing how I roll. That's not a relationship. <laughs> My wife said, uh, what you see, what you get. So that made me think, as is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you purchase a car, it's like, as is, you know. So if we break down, hey. No warranty, deal with it, right? But that's not a relationship, right? Because a relationship is an exchange. Matter of fact, the Bible says in Ephesians 5, you submit yourselves one to another, right? They, they might have talked about that in the singles thing, right? I don't know, I wasn't there, you know what I'm saying, but you know, right? So we submit to each other, 
right? You, you see what I'm saying? So guess what? <laughs> Newsflash. I don't get to do what I want to do. Amen. Not with her. <laughs> but guess what? She don't get to do what she want to do. We have to find a place of agreement. Right? We have to establish do's and don'ts. We have to play off of things that sometimes are uncomfortable. Listen, I came through the relationship. She was talking about going to take walks. I was like, take a walk. <laughs> By the time we go take a walk, I could have lift weights. I could have ran five miles. I could have, I said, that, like, that's wasting my time. And then I used to hit it with this. This ain't all my children. Like, like we take a walk. Like, you know. Now, again, this is, I, can't, I came in kind of jacked up. You know what I'm saying? But, like, take a, my, my, soon as I heard it, I was like, take a walk. See, there you go. You're trying to play off of the stories. Of, that's what we call them, but soap operas. But I ta- I've taken walks with her since we've been married. I don't mind taking a walk. Then if we, had to, if we had to go do something, like say if I had to go to the store, right? I'd be like, okay. Because in the early years, I cooked a lot, right? She cooks most of the time now, but I just cook all the time. And I have all this schedule. I've always had a tremendous schedule doing a lot of things. So I'd be like, pull up at the grocery store. All right, just tell you what, wait right here. I'm going to run in, get what we need, run out, get to the house and cook. No, no, I want to go with you. I was like, babe, babe, I'm just going to run into this. But I want to go with you. <laughs> All right, so, 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 but I knew her going with me. Look, Josh, look, Josh was quiet. He jumped up. He's like, he, he's like, he's going to slow it down. Right. There, there you go. He's, okay, Josh, it's okay, brother. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> he just went on the road. Like, he said, he was going to be out. It's going to take two hours. It's just instead of 10 minutes. You good? Come back. Come back, Josh. Let me finish the sermon, brother. All right. All right. So, but I was thinking like that. I was like, I was like, man, if I go in, I'm bam, 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 in and out. So then when we got in the store, I had a contingency. I said, all right, this is what we're going to do, girl. I'm going to go here, get this, that. You go down here and we meet right here. Ready? Break. She's like, no, I want to go with you. And I'm thinking to myself, no, you don't want to go with me because you're going to stroll down the aisles. You're going to be getting stuff that we didn't come here for. You're going to get distracted. All of a sudden, you're going to find the need because you want this. I said, well, no, I'm, I'm only in and out, in and out, right? So this is, this is how I showed up. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm trying to control it. No, oh, no, you don't want to do that. Finances, you don't want that. I'm not even processing it. You don't want it because... If I train you to do it out, we're going to have money to work with. So that's what I was doing. No, you don't want that. You don't want that. Well, d- didn't you do your hair last week? And we rotate socks, right? Don't tell Josh, you just rotate the stockings. Like, why, why do you keep buying new ones? I'm playing off of me, what I can control. God said, why do you keep making financial decisions based on what you have? Make decisions based on what I have. Then he was like, you waited your whole life. He was in the kitchen one day, and I was looking. And God said, you see what you see in that kitchen? That's your dream coming true. He said, you waited your whole life for somebody that want to be with you. Remember? Remember? You remember? You remember? Okay, I just make sure. 
See, I got you. I, said, I, was, I reeled you in first, right? Right? So, you wait your whole life for somebody to want to be with you. Guess what? You got somebody to want to be with you. So, I shifted my whole flow. Going to the store now is an outing. That's, that's another date. But we went somewhere this weekend. Then we go, and, and I think I went in. And came out, I was like, well, you know, this would have took a whole lot longer if you had came in with me. So. <laughs> right, she was like, you right. So, so, so what I'm saying is, is, I don't know how I got into that, but somebody needed to hear it. All right, so we was talking about how manifestation is bringing things into, bringing, this, bringing the unseen into the scene, right? And so it's not just what we want. It's also who we are. I said, let's look at Romans 8. Look at Romans 8. See, look, look. So God, so the, God had a plan for me, right? Mm-hmm. He had a design for me. And the, the scripture says, let's go up here. It's my workout today. I'll just fly, I'll just fly, right? So the scripture says, God declared the end from the beginning, right? So he declared the end. So what he did was he, he, he went to where we were going. Work this way back. You're going to need this, 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 And then at the beginning. So he already, so so now when I take a step, steps of a good man are what? Order by the Lord, right? As I'm taking a step, I'm following the path he's already set for me. The blueprint he's already designed for me. And if I'm led by the, they know the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. The Spirit's going to lead me in what? The narrow way that leads to life and peace, not the broad way that leads to destruction, right? So as I'm taking these steps, I'm staying tuned. We're going to talk about this probably this uh, Wednesday, but I'm staying tuned to God because what? He already got it planned out. Now, what he does is he give, gives me every day my what? Daily, right? So the instructions I need for the moments that I have to experience and what I need to manifest in that particular day. And then the thought is tomorrow I'm going to go to who? God. Because I'm seeking first what? And his, his way of doing things. Right? And it says what? All these things shall be what? Okay, you got me, right? So now as I take the steps... I'm attracting the things that God already has set up. But I'm not going any way. I'm going the narrow way. I'm, I'm lining up with his will. Right? Because Pastor Mel's scripture, all things work what? Together for the good, right? To, for what? Of them. Well, for them, what? That love them and are called what? Stop. Let's not go too fast through that accord. According, in harmony with what? With what? That he declared from the the end, from the beginning, right? So everything God is leading me to do is is move me towards that end that he's established way from my, my, my even start, right? Does that make sense? Not really. That's not deep, right? That makes a lot of sense. So when I feel like I want to do something different, that don't have nothing to do with God's plans, right? Right? And so, 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 so God did all that, and a part of this end was, okay, what I'm purposed to do, the platforms I'm going to have, 
the unexpected invitations he's going to send me to, right? The momentum he's going to experience in my life, the fulfillment. Not just safe where I don't have to use faith because I'm dependent on my reserves. I'm dependent on, you know, my loyalty at the company. You know, not if God tells me to do something at any moment, I'll do it by faith. So I have a, I, have a, uh, uh, I was going to say a friend, but he's been here at the church. You know, uh, he's had one of our True Hearts Awards, but uh, Will Allen that played for the Steelers. And one of the things uh, uh, Will told me a long time ago, he said, listen, I appreciate all God has afforded me. He says, but if God tells me to empty my account tomorrow, I'll do it. And I watched some of the things he's done in his life where God said, do this, do that, do that. Now, he doesn't know what the outcome is going to be. He's operating off of obedience. Some of us will never do that because we're not even considering what we will have. We've put that off to the side as, no, that's never going to be considered. So, God, when you're asking me something, ask me stuff based on what I'm willing to let go. So sometimes we have a dream or a belief for something. God shows up with his plan that he declared from the beginning. And we go, oh, no, 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 that can't be your plan. Because I've already had momentum in this area, some success in this area, and some convenience and comfortable in this area. So are we willing to do God's will? No, I just, I, just, no, I, just, I, just, I want y'all to experience the, the peace or the silence that I experienced. Okay, that's, that's the only reason I had hesitated, right? You, you, you feel me here? So with me, God already had this plan. Now listen, I, I, so I, I went through, okay, so when I was young, I wanted to be a writer. Okay, th- these, are the, these are the serious things. And writer, writer and uh, uh, graph, uh, no, creative, let me see, commercial artist. That was, that was my, those was my things. Like, so I took creative writing in school. I took some art stuff, you know what I'm saying? So those was my serious things. Now my, my just having fun things was I wanted to be a comedian. And one time I wanted to be a dancer, believe it or not. Because I spent so much time in clubs, you know. <laughs> You'd be surprised, <laughs> right? That, that's why I, I was so fast and I could jump out the, hot, jump out the sky because I spent so many hours at the club spinning around dancing. You know, that's, that's where I got that spin move from in the club, you know, basketball spin move. You know. But anyway, so those were, those were things that I picked up that I could do. You know, they would give me half of the class to crack jokes. Right, so those are the things I could do. But my serious stuff was artists and writing. The reason why I didn't go into commercial art, because I was like, they're probably going to ask me, they're going to want, like, art on demand. You know, I, I would rather, you, you know, the feeling like, if you got to create it, right, it's like, cool. But if somebody's saying, I need this at this time, whoa, 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 no, no, I don't know if I'll be able to create anything. Now, the interesting thing is, I don't flow like that now. What you need? My mind, I do graphics, but my mind is just, I can see it. And I know God will show me something, right? It's, it's a difference. The interesting thing about writing, which the first book had just come out, which I almost forgot about the writing, I never had trouble writing. 
in my entire life. Stuff would just come out, come to me. And I'll just start writing stuff down. Like, that ain't going to be the only book. I, like, I got stuff in archives. And the thing is, uh, 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 Minister James, uh, you know, because he's educated, he was helping edit, right? So he said he went through it. He was like, I didn't really need to do much. But it was a couple of things, one of the, a couple of things he had mentioned. He said, hey, you know, a couple of the paragraphs are real long. He said, so, you know, I suggested we split them up. Cool, no problem. I wasn't like, man, that's my, that's my book. I was like, cool, no problem. But what I shared with him was this. What I shared with him was I know how those paragraphs got long because stuff was just poured out to me, and I just wrote. I, I, I ain't looking, measuring or nothing. I just wrote it, right? So what I'm saying is God put me in situations where I'm writing again. He put me in situations where I'm doing graphics again. Right? Now, he also did something else on this road. Ah, the Holy Spirit always takes over the messages. So, he knew I needed help. He knew if you left it up to me, I would stay in the comfort zone because I can do without. I've been doing without my entire life. So, if you left it up to me, like when we were trying to get a house, I was like, man, we're going to pay off everything before we get a house. We would have never got our first house. Because you leave it up to me, we got to, it has, everything had to be paid for. I was serious. I wasn't, it wasn't no joke. I wasn't playing around. And so our first house, she said, well, could we go see what it takes to get a house? I'm like, cool. They're going to look at our credit and say, no. That's how we got our first house. It was her. It's all her fault. <laughs> Second house. Well, the Lord told you, because the Lord had told me to sell the house for sell by owner. She's like, well, God told you that. Let's go look for a house. We end up getting that house because of her, right? The house we live in now in Statesville, she found, she's found every house. You leave it up to me, it's not like I don't want a house, but I'm good. Like, I don't really need nothing. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that's not my attitude in this stage of my life. This has been my attitude most of my entire life. I'm not keeping up with nobody. I don't, I'm, I don't feel no pressure. But there's things God wants me to have. So he sent me some help. If anybody goes through premarital with us or went through with it, you know, I'm the focus. That's the fire right there. The, fire, the focus without the fire, be locked in, but they ain't going to be getting nothing done. The fire without the focus is going to be burning up everything. <laughs> right? So, so what I'm saying is he sent me help too. But at first, I'm not receiving the help. I'm trying to fix the help to be like me, focused. We still wouldn't be doing nothing if, we, if she would have became like me. She's trying to train me to be like her. We'd be all over the place. We definitely wouldn't be here in Charlotte. Maybe temporary. <laughs> right? But we got together, received what God had for us. Because what he has for us is going to help us to manifest what he's planned for us. But we are, some of us are holding to our guns, holding to our pride. You ain't moving me. No, God is not, you're not allowing God to manifest you. All right, so let's go to Romans 8. I told you to go to Romans 8, didn't 
and I didn't get there, right? I noticed something, God, in these last 10 weeks. He just has me studying just to be studying, but he has his own message. All right, so Romans 8, 19, it says, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for what? The manifestation of the sons of God. Right? For us to manifest into what God purposed and designed. Not, see, see, you can't manifest into God's design in your head, in your control, in your understanding, and in your feelings, in your safe. It's impossible. See, because you can control everything you're doing. The things that God has purposed you to do, you need him to do. Which we'll talk about here on Wednesday, but I, I, I thought I'd slip that in there. Now, now let's go to uh, Habakkuk 2. Uh, Habakkuk 2, because we're talking about vision and we're talking about living in manifestation. And we're spending some time with, you know, you know how to or manifest or how God wants to use us to manifest some things, okay? And so it starts with the end in mind, okay? And that's, that's what vision is for. God is showing you the end. All right? And you could take the slide off of the screen. We're, we're, I, I just want people to see the uh, joy of uh, living in manifestation. Okay? See the fireworks and stuff? <laughs> All right. So uh, where are we at? Habakkuk 2, 2 through 4. Now, I'm going to read it out of the message just for the sake of time. Okay? Because, I mean, we read it, you know, write the vision, make it plain. They run with it. They read it. They, you know, though I tarry, wait on it. At the end, it shall speak. All right? All right? Quick paraphrase. But... The message says this. Now, 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 verse 1 talked about him standing upon a watch. In other words, he's looking with the expectation of getting some daily bread and some insight and some wisdom of where he's supposed to go in life. Right? Right? He says, you know, and then verse 2 says, and then, then God answered. Write this. Write what you see. Write it out in block letters so that it can be read on the run. Right? This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. Right? Which, which you haven't seen. Right? It says it aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. It doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on the way. It will come right on time. In uh, uh, verse 4 says, look at that man. Now, 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 so he talked about I stand upon a watch. It's talking about vision. Then he goes into how people are processing that really don't receive because they can't control what's being told to them. It says, look at that man bloated with self-importance, full of himself, but, but soul empty. Full of himself, but soul empty. So you can fill yourself up with self, but the whole time your soul will be empty because your soul is only quenched when it's filled up with the fullness of God. Right? Ephesians 3.19. Right? Says, he says, but the person in right standing before God through loyal and steady believing, loyal and steady believing, loyal and steady believing is fully alive and really alive. See, so some people aren't really alive because they don't operate in steady believing at all. They operate in safe. Right? See, see, this is the thing about vision and how God declared the end from, from the beginning. The accuracy is in the detail. 
The surety of manifestation is in the excellence. Right? The attention to the detail. That's what excellence is. So the accuracy of if you're doing what God has purposed and planned for you to do is in the detail. So uh, Minister James gave a, a, a picture, right? Uh, he showed a picture, and in the picture you had, uh, uh, when you first look at it, you see there's, a, uh, there's a, a guy on the ledge, you know, looking like he's suicidal. There's a police officer on the ledge. You know how, you know, when they're on the ledge and you know that, you know, because the police officer don't want to fall either, right? Right, then you had the people inside the room. You know how the apartment, it was a corner apartment, so they had different views from the window, right? So inside their apartment, you, you had one officer looking up like, <laughs> you know, almost like, is he going to fall? And then you had another man, probably the manager of the apartment, and then another person looking like, <sighs> is he going to fall? Well, that's a picture of what? A suicide, it's a movie called, I think, On the Ledge. Right, it's a picture of what? A suicidal situation, a life and death situation. If that person is not saved, right, they could die. It was just one problem. And you look at the rest of the details of the picture, the man was about this high up. There was a little dog looking like, there's a little dog looking up like, what are, what are y'all doing? So it was one thing for the man to have a misconception of what really was an emergency. But so did everybody that responded. Right? Everybody that responded bought into that person's feelings, that person's safe, that person's control. But people that come in your life, that God sends in your life, they show up talking about the details and the excellence. They show up to tell you what you're missing not what you already have and what you're already comfortable with. But some people gravitate around people that pump them up for what they already have and what they're already doing. They run from situations where somebody's going to challenge you with what you don't know and what you can't do. All right? You see that? All right. So, so, so the accuracy is in the details and the surety of manifestation is in the excellence. So if you, if you want to live in manifestation, it's going to be detailed. Right? And, you, and, the, and your attention to the detail. See, so, so this is the thing. Sometimes, see, people, uh, Minister James said, what do you see? Some people's like, hey, I see an emergency. But then look at the details. But this is how we're responding in our lives. Something comes up, we'll react to that. Oh, see, I know this is what's going to happen. Based on what? Look at the details. The details may show you how God is setting you up to work it out for your good. Man, I can't believe they left me. Look at the details. The details is that was your cancer. Now you can see what God really has planned for you. See, sometimes we can't see forward because we're looking back, even though the song said moving forward. Not looking back, moving ahead, right? Right? I'm not looking back. I'm looking ahead. I'm moving forward. I'm trusting that if it was for me, I would have never lost it. Anything that values me can't leave me. You see that? 
Anything that values me is not in and out of my life. They're stuck to my life. We met. I engaged her in five months, married her in 10. We've been married 31 years, August 32. My wife didn't have to pray for me to come to Ohio. When I got to Ohio, we was going to the same church and didn't see each other. She didn't have to pray to make sure I recognized her. When, I, when the church split and she no longer saw me at the church, she didn't have to pray for me to come back to the church. She goes to a whole nother, no, I didn't leave, she left. She went to a whole nother church, she had to pray for me to find her. I didn't even know her. She had no hand in me showing up in her life. She had no hand, matter of fact, she, she almost acted like she didn't care because I met her and she's with some, some guy. I was about to say something that wasn't nice, but she's with some guy. But she didn't have to, she didn't have to beg me, now you hang in there till I see if this is the one. I got a couple safe situations going on. I got to see them through. You, you ain't going nowhere, are you? She ain't had to say nothing to me because what was designed to be in her life stuck to her like glue. All right, so stay with me. <laughs> All right. So, so, so a part of this manifestation is manifestation is manifested by the word of God. So a lot of things we're doing is not lined up with the word. The Bible says uh, uh, that my word will not return to me void, but it will do what I accomplish it to do or where and I sent it, Isaiah 55, 11. If you pray anything according to or in harmony with his word, he hears you and you have the petitions that you desire of him, right? First John 5, right? All right, so, so again, a lot of times we, we're not seeking God's will to see if it's in his word. We, we, we have a, one of our um, scripture, what do we call it? It's not. Memory scriptures, thank you. One of the memory scriptures in the morning is Psalm 119, 11. What is it? So that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. This is one of our memory scriptures. This is one of the foundational scriptures for our discipleship class, survival kit, discipleship class. So if I'm not hiding the word in my heart, there's a chance what? I can sin against God. Now, we know sin is separation from God. The Bible says, can two walk together unless they be agreed in Amos 3, 3, right? So if God is walking, if God's set Isaiah 46, 10, God declared the end from the beginning, right? Ecclesiastes 3, 15, it's uh, uh, that which is has already been, and that which is to be has, has already taken place. It says in God's requiring that which has already been, so his story repeats itself, right? Ecclesiastes 3.15, right? So if God has this plan, said, de- declared in from the beginning, came back, and then he says, okay, I'll come back. Now I just came back to get you. I've already set everything up for you. Now, now, so, so he initially, when you accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord Savior, held your hand. So now you're with him. But you know that even with children, there's a point where you're holding their hands, but there's a point where you let their hands go and you let them walk, right? To see if they're going to follow you. So we got an we got a, a, a armor bearer in training, a little young Amir. So I get up, I leave. Ray gets up and leaves. I, so I turn around. I saw Ray, but I didn't see Zamir. <laughs> he said, uh, Ray said, he's coming, right? right? But the interesting thing is, 
He didn't have a quick recognition to, to keep in step. Because something could have happened as soon as I walked out that he was needed for, but he wasn't available. Right? All right, so, so what God does is he's walking us, but at a certain point, he's letting us go because he's created this for us. He's already fulfilled. But if he just gives it to us, we're going to take it for granted. If he forces us, we're going to rebel against it. So he displays it and gives us the choice. Walk with me. Now, sometimes we're walking with them. We're in harmony with them. So all things working together for our good. But sometimes we decide to go our way. The Bible says uh, uh, those that are hearer of the word, God's will, God's direction, how to get there, and are doers of the word, right? It says, it, no, it says, it says don't be a hearer of the word and not a doer. It says a person that hears the word and doesn't do it, doesn't follow the path, it's like a person that beholds himself in the mirror, sees exactly where he's supposed to go, and it says goes his way or their way and forget what manner of man they were, where God has designed them to go, right? Because of their feelings or because, well, I've been doing this for a long time or because my boy told me going to give me the hookup or because it seems like that's easier, easy way or a quicker fix to get where I want to go, right? As opposed to this way. That's going to be in harmony. So then we go the opposite way, right? The word of I hear in my heart that I might not sin against God. I have this vision that God has given me written and embedded in me, Habakkuk 2. So anytime I think to go left or right, something pulls on me because I'm out of harmony. I'm out of agreement. There's no power outside of his plan. So I hide the word in my heart. I hide his will in my heart so I don't sin against him. So I never, I'm never off track of what he declared from the beginning, which is ultimately what's going to fulfill me, right? And, but I noticed something about that scripture. It doesn't say I probably have enough word in my heart to probably not have sin against God. It doesn't say that. It says that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. See, the thing is, this stuff takes faith, right? But faith comes by what? Hearing, hearing and hearing by what? Word that word hearing is understanding. See, the more word I get in, the more I get it and I understand. Like, I listen to people that, we was talking about this in Bible school, that actually size up, question, challenge, and decide whether or not they're going to do what God says. Do you know how you have to view yourself? You have to view yourself as almighty to do that. Because see, in other words, uh, I may question the young person, right? All right, so your son, I might say, what are you doing? But I'm older, been here probably a whole lot long. How old are you? 12. Yeah. So I've been here 50 years longer than you, just about. August will be 50 years longer than you. So through experience, being out ahead of you, I can question some things you do. But you questioning me, and you only been here for 12 years. How does that work? <laughs> There's so many things you haven't experienced yet. So it's not going to always make sense, right? So you got to trust me more than I have to trust you because of the experience. Does that make sense? What about God? What about God? 
First of all, God has a lot more experience than all of us, don't he? He's a lot older than all of us, right? Right, been here a whole lot longer. And the difference between every one of us is God is what? Perfect. Am I perfect? No. Are you perfect? That's good. Good, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> right? But we question God as if we're perfect and he did something imperfect. You see the mindset there? We decide whether we want to do what God says because in our seeing ourselves as perfect, we believe our way has to be a better way than what it seems like God is telling me to do. Or the people God has placed in our life, what they're telling us to do. It seems like what they're telling us to do, the way we feel at 12 years old, is more important than the people that's out ahead of us. Now, that young man was smart enough to know I'm 12 and there's some things I don't know. And I watch him flowing with his mom. I'm not at the house, so I don't think you do everything he's supposed to do. I think you do get in trouble, you know. You only have to be at the house, I know. You know, you're 12. But I watch him. I've never seen him get in trouble in public, not around me. I ain't never seen him. I've seen him lift his hands up, praise the Lord. I've seen him quiet, but I ain't never seen him like, Mom, why are you stopping to talk? I'm hungry. I ain't never seen him do none of that. So he knows enough, at least in public, to do what Mom says, right? You should be doing that even when you're not in public, okay, just for the record, okay? Right? Why? Because she's out ahead of him. She's, not only she's seen something, she's made some mistakes ahead of him. But because you're at that age now, because you're at the age where you're like, well, why I got to do that? You probably don't realize when you was nine, you would just do it. Now you're like 12 and you're like, well, I don't understand why I got to do that. You know, you know, I'm tired too. I went to school. You went to work. Well, I got to take out the garbage because I told you. Right. All right, so you understand what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm going to close this out. But, 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 but what I'm saying is, it says the word if I hit my heart that I might not sin against God, that I won't get out of harmony with what God wants to manifest in my life. Right? And, and so the scripture says this. It says, David said, my cup runneth over. So he filled himself up with so much of God's will. He was so full Everything in his life, when it spilled out of him, it was only God's will. He couldn't do less than God's will. That's why he took out Goliath, was, was king, endured all the tests and trials, because he said, what, my cup runneth over. But then I look at John 15, it says, if you abide in me, remain in me in my words, abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Well, we want to say it and it happens. The only way that happens is if you filled up with the word. The only way you manifest what comes out your mouth is to be filled with the word. Not filled with your feelings, not filled with your own understanding, not filled with your pride. Right? Right, John 15, 7, right? Now, God understood this a long time ago. So he told us because, okay, so, so real quick, uh, besides the, the, the prodigies in the room, no, no, I wasn't being sarcastic. I'm saying I'm, when I explain, when I, you'll understand. Besides the prodigies, most of us learn how to ride a bike through a process, right? 
we didn't have our balance. You know, we, 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 some of us had training wheels. And I, I always tell the story like me, one of the train wheels broke. So if I thought I was going to fall, I'd just lean to that, you know, that other wheel, you know. Um, until after a while, you get so used to riding the bike and going fast, you forget about the training wheels. And they could take the training wheels off, right? Does that make sense? Yes. But once they take the training wheels off, you can ride a bike, right? Can you ride a bike? Right? When you first start riding a bike, did you just get on and start riding? So you had to go through a process. Okay, can you ride a bike now at your age now? Do you have to go through that exact same process? It's a part of your default because you meditated on keeping your balance to a point where what? Now you could just balance, right? But, you, but if you skip that process, you would have never learned how to keep your balance. We were talking about that. We were talking about the exercise classes, how, you know, they're learning stuff, but they're also learning with exercise, you learn how to balance. So I did a P when I first started get hired at the church. I got hired to do a few things, but one of the things was PE, not in Ohio. So I'm an athlete. I took gym class. But remember, I told you details. I started to research what I needed to do for them. I said, whoa, whoa, we just can't be playing baseball and basketball. I got to, at this age, because it was kindergarten and first grade, I said, I have to create an environment for them to learn motor skills, hand-eye coordination. So, so, so when I requested equipment, I didn't request basketballs and baseballs. I request uh, the little tumbling pads and stuff. I, I had to teach them how to fall over the pad, duck their head, and roll over. Tuck and roll, right? Little, so, so I had to teach them how to balance themselves. Right? So, so at that age, just teaching them some of the basics of, matter of fact, I play basketball. So I had an after-school program for basketball. I played college basketball. I played semi-pro basketball. Guess what? They had nothing to do with what I needed to teach them. When I had to teach them the fundamentals, I said, oh, man, like there's a, there's a uh, fundamental way to do this stuff. I'm one of those prodigies. I walk outside, I had to throw a baseball, I'm gonna hit the tree every time. I'm not, I'm not saying that to both. I, I, I don't know how it happened. I just see it and I would hit. We play snowball fights, you, you wanted me on your team. Cause I'm gonna hit you in the face every time. I got in trouble by that. We used to throw snow, snowballs at cars and I hit a guy right in his face. He was driving a truck. He stopped that truck, got out that truck and started chasing us, right? But, but that was my thing, accuracy. Like basketball, accuracy, football, accuracy, right? I just could see it. I don't, I don't know why I could see it. Well, I didn't know that there's an intentional way that you throw a spiral in football. I just came out and saw it on TV. You know, the, 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 this is the NFL. They would throw the little spirals. I just started throwing spirals. I didn't know you got to keep your elbow in. You got to follow through, roll it off your fingertips. And the same way you got to follow through with basketball, you got to follow through with throwing a baseball. You got to follow through. I didn't know that. But I taught those kids that, the fundamentals, the details. Same thing in the kingdom. You're gifted, but there's a fundamental way that you have to do. See, the thing about me is under pressure, I can mess up because it, I didn't know fundamentals. I did it based on how I felt. Well, my feelings can change under pressure. But once I was taught the fundamentals, even when I was scared and nervous, 
My body did what it was trained to do, habit. Now, how does that tie in to manifestation? The Bible says meditate on the word day and night. Ooh, send me that scripture because that's for Wednesday. But Joshua 1.8, meditate on the word day and night. Do all that's written therein the word. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. If the Bible says you can have good success, that means there's bad success. But it tells us to meditate on the word because God understands that we're creatures of habit. What we focus on and meditate all the time becomes our default. So some of us, our default has been blowing up purpose, self-destruction. Some of us, our default has been tearing up relationships. Some of our default has been not keeping jobs. Some of our default has been not taking care of our health. These are habits. You don't change those habits until you start to fundamentally, consistently meditate day and night. And the way you start to change habits first is you start with your spirit. Because when your spirit is trained, the rest of your life is trained. See, your body doesn't know that you're not disciplined. All it knows is, I meditate on the word day and night. So your body's going to flow with how your spirit is. That's why you train yourself at the root and the results will be good fruit. But when we are casual with our spiritual discipline and fundamentals, the rest of our life will be all over the place. Does that make sense? Right? So we have to meditate day and night. We have, to cha- we, have to, we have to change our default. And we have to start with our spirit man. Right? The details is important. The accuracy is in the details. The manifestation is in the excellence, the attention, and the application of the details. So when God says you're going to live in manifestation, it's going to be a default to manifest what God wants in our lives this year, not a drive-by. One thing happened, we rest with success, ride that out until the next catastrophe comes because that's what we've been doing in our lives, right? Have a relationship, it goes well for a while, then a catastrophe comes. Have a job, it goes well for a while, the catastrophe comes, right? Being some good things start happening with us financially, the catastrophe comes. That's because we're, we're, we're winging it. It's not our default. So living in manifestation is not just something we're throwing out here to play around. It's something that's attainable. But all the things we've learned up to this point has to apply. You got to stay locked in that word. See what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you walking in faith, do you know what you can manifest? You won't choke or get overwhelmed because you can't control it. By faith, you go, hey, I'm just going to get captured, swim in this thing, and I, I'll just let God take it from there. But when you don't have faith, oh, well, oh, it's controlling me. I can't do what I, I can't do what I want. You, you ever see someone, you ever snap when it seems like you're about to be controlled? 
So I'm going to use an old school example. I'm going to use Pastor Mel for this old school example. <laughs> Pastor Mel, back in the day, well, I don't think she liked it that much now, but she, it was too extreme. She didn't like riding roller coasters. <laughs> Not even now, I guess. But, but, but she had been around me enough to know that I'm an influencer. Like, I try to assist people in doing stuff that's difficult for them, okay? So we, we go to the amusement park. I was like, sweetheart, no, no, no. I was like, no, what? No, don't try to convince me. I convince you of what? You're going to try to give me the ride of roller coaster? No, no, no. So she's like anticipating me talking, her, uh, talking to her about how she can do something. She was so, it was such a, uh, I don't want this to be a possibility. She attacked. Like before I could even get a word. No, 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 I know how you do. I know how you do. I was like, babe, I, no, 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 no. Shut up. You know. <laughs> now y'all laughing at her. Bring it home. Bring it home. But that's what we—that's what y'all been doing. You done threw out the justification, the excuse, the attack. Because some of y'all be attacking too. You know, you could sit back there. You'll hear something like, uh, "He could, you know, don't, don't nobody be can nobody do that." And man, I don't even believe all that. You ain't saying it to me, but you're saying it because that—that's the same form of what Pastor Mel was doing. You attack it. Because you don't want the responsibility to walk by faith because you don't think you can do it. Newsflash, you can't. See, before that scripture that says, if you buy me and my words are binding you, you can ask what you will and shall be done unto you in John 15, 7. You can't get to John 15, 7 without John 15, 5. Apart from him, you can do nothing. <laughs> you can do nothing. It's, we got to yield, present ourselves as a living sacrifice. Then we got to follow the prescription that we don't want to do. We got to go take walks with God. Right? We got to take God on outings when we're going shopping. <laughs> Pastor Mel says she rode a roller coaster one time. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to comment on what type of roller coaster. I just stayed with just She did ride a roller coaster. But what I'm saying is you got to be willing to, all these things I said about how we establish our relationship, we got to do those things with God. Because when I came in, in, in her life and my son's life, it's like, ain't nobody trying to do all that. And then there was things that she would offer. I'm like, man, ain't nobody, that ain't even necessary. But for us to get in harmony and, and, to, and to live in the manifestation of what God had, we had to... We had to receive some things. We had to be willing to change some things. We had to be uncomfortable with some things. We had to sit down and face some things. She, uh, my wife was like, we need to have a budget. I was like, budget what, bills? <laughs> I said, we're going to sit down and just talk about bills. Like, like we, we budget when, when we get our finances together. Because I was disciplined with finances, but I didn't want to talk about them. But we had to sit down and talk about them. Right? Intimacy, we had to sit around and talk about it. Because otherwise, each person would be thinking the other person is satisfied based on what pleases them. Not trying to get graphic. I'm just, you understand? Like you have to, that's what we have to do with God. We had to sit down and talk about it. Because I think I'm pleasing him, but I'm pleasing Keith. Because I'm not really sitting down listening to the details. 
And then I think I got to do it. And the whole time he's like, why do you keep running? I'm, I said, I will call you and we'll also do it. Did you see the details? I'll work into you to willing to do my good pleasure. Have this confidence in me. I've begun a good work. I'll help you to perform it. But I can't help you if every time I'm trying to help you, you're going in a whole other direction doing something else because it ain't comfortable and you can't control it. So I got to talk to you about it, but I'm not sitting you down to scold you. I'm not sitting you down to control you. I'm not even sitting you down to make you unhappy, take away your fun. I'm trying to give you real fun. Not, the, not sober fun. You can be sober and be fulfilled. I'm trying to show you how to get real peace and relief. Not that temporary peace where you wake up the problems even greater. So, so sit down. You know, with the early years, we, come, we get into a conversation, so I think my thing was if, if, if she said my name, I'm gritting my teeth. Oh, what she want now? When she said my name now, I'm like, what's up, honey? It's an opportunity. But I guarantee you, if I said, baby, we need to talk. Oh, Lord. One time, I, brought, I took her to my office to talk. She was like, she thought I was bringing her there to say it was over. No, I was in there. What did I do? I gave her a piece of paper. Tell me what you want. Write it down. And then I took it and I, I found some scripture and came up with a confession that I confess to this day. But based on the circumstances, the sit down was perceived as it's going to be over. When actually it was an opportunity for her to get what she wanted. You think I'm talking about me and her? The sit downs with God, you think it's over. God is trying to, to, to give you an opportunity to share what you want and show you exactly how to manifest it. All right, stand to your feet. That's all for today. Can't get it all. A day's portion in a day, which we'll find out on Wednesday.